Hey, welcome back to Did I Just Say That with me, Joe. And me, B. And this is episode 28, we think. Well, I just stopped saying it. Why did I just say it again? That's literally what you said last week. Are like, we going to stop saying it? I just did it. No. Oh, well. And second part of our uh, kind of jamboree rundown. Oh, yeah, 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 completely. I forgot about that. No yeah. way. How, how did we how end up? How could you forget about that? We, uh, essentially, we've been going through timeline kind of way. So now we've made it to the campsite and described kind of the environment and the arrival, how annoying it is when people want you to do things their way when their way is a bit stupid. Okay, yeah, I remember. Um, so now, now beautiful time to start talking about what actually happens at the Jamboree. Mainly I'm thinking like the opening ceremony would be a good place to start. That was crazy. It was yeah, like, how would you describe it? Well, I think it was crazy for many, many reasons, like how you go, how you like how you get there all that kind of jazz so like we my campsite was furthest away i think i said that last week but just a, a recap is in the overflow car park or the suburbs as we like to end up calling it and we had like a two mile three mile walk to get to the it wasn't three miles from the sign on the corner by the helipads it was 1.8 miles to the thing yeah but yeah 1.8 miles you're not another th- a mile from nearer no, we were 1.8 miles from there to the campsite. That's from, what the sign said. From the helipad to F? Yeah. One point, that's a joke. No, you're not. Because I... I didn't... Right, I'm not going to be honest. I didn't measure it personally. I just trusted what the sign said. Nah, that's a lie. Yeah, well, okay, let's clear it up. I'm not lying. That's what the sign said. Okay, but that, that's not true. I did I? I walked it. It ain't that far. Like, it's far, but it's not 1.8 miles far. Well, maybe it is. Like, with the elevation change and everything, maybe they, they've worked it out properly. I assume that someone's gone there and worked it out properly. I don't know why they'd lied to us. Okay, carry on. Well, it was, it was a distance. Yeah. It was a fair trek. Yeah, but no, not one, not a three-mile trek. I reckon it was probably quite close It didn't to take actually. you half an hour yeah. to walk. Yeah, so it took you half an hour, do you think? Yeah, I think so. You, do, you run three miles in half an hour. You weren't running. So that's the car that couldn't have been three miles. No, it took us it. It took us a fair, fair old time to get across. It it really it could be that far. I think I walked it every day, so I have a reasonable understanding of how far it was. But like you came up it once or twice, so maybe I got lost a perspective. But it was really far. I think we agree to disagree. Like when you left the road and you start walking up the hill. You could be, oh, shit, sorry. you could take 10 to 15 minutes before you were at the campsite. I don't know. Yeah, I you, didn't. No, you could, yeah. Quite easily. But that, that doesn't mean that was 1.8 miles. Well, the actually, altitude. I know for a fact it took me 16 minutes to walk it at my pace because I filmed it. So, I don't know. Either way, you were on F. It was a bloody long way away, and we walked down to um, the opening ceremony. And when you go to the, that, like, it's quite traditional to be very country proud. Yeah. So we had flags, face paint, and a lot. Flags, face paint. Everyone had. We had uh, two flags on poles. Everyone had face paint, and everyone had like a Welsh flag tied around them. And we walked down to the, the opening ceremony, and it. I think it really kind of, uh, kind of stuck with our guys when they looked around. They saw all the other countries coming. 
everyone's either like singing or chanting from their country. Yeah. That like there's moments where the hairs stood up on the back of my neck because like the atmosphere was so amazing. Like just hearing hearing the guys sing really poorly Welsh songs <laughs> because he didn't have a clue what the words were. Um but then really proudly walking down. It sounded like it was like essentially it was like going into the Millennium Stadium, fully packed. But with different countries. Yeah, with different countries, everyone's singing their different thing. Like forty five thousand people all at one place, probably more like fifty with the IST there. It was very, very busy. And you go we went in and sat in like a what essentially like a natural coliseum, like a natural amphitheatre. Yeah. Facing on the, the stage. Um on the floor. And you, yeah, you'd sit down with all your all your unit around you but be surrounded by different countries and I think the thing that I don't know, it was great. I loved it. It was amazing. You're such a negative ninny. I'm not a negative. I'm not, you didn't know what I was going to say. Well, you was definitely going to be not going to be a positive. I just, the, the build up to it, like you had to get there super, like at least an, two hours before it started to get a good seat. And then you're sitting outside for two hours. And like it's great to socialise and stuff. But, you know, if you get up and move, then you to socialise and you move your space. And then it starts and it was, it was great. I mean, terrible actors on the stage. Yeah, it was very typically scouting. Like those, those three people. You're just like, the, what were they? Master of ceremony or whatever they were. I'm just right. The, the, the MCs. They were, That's yeah, yeah. The, they were funny, but they were funny because they were bad. Yeah. So like the, uh, they always get scout people to do like the, they, like from the countries that are hosting it. So we had one from Mexico, one from Canada, one from America. And they like led the ceremonies, but the, each country for each of the ceremonies took a turn at like having a massive introduction. And the opening ceremony was the Canadians. And she walks down, like we were all had to come in, for, we don't have to, but we were all there in formal uniform. Like it was recommended that everyone comes in uniform. Or like Joe said, country pride and all of this. She walks down in Adidas fucking tracksuit bottoms. And uh, her Canadian uniform. I'm not yeah. sure the Adidas bottoms are Canadian uniform, but. No, yeah. She like literally tracky bottoms she wore. Yeah. With the Canadian Mounted Police. No, she had... Mounted, yeah, the Mounties. Yeah, but they weren't police, they were they? They were like... That's what they're, they're police officers. With bagpipes. Yeah, they and they walked. They weren't even on horses. Yeah. And it took forever. But it was just funny. But like, it's always... like That was just a build-up to what came later on. It Like, it was incredible seeing... It's like the Olympics. Every country's flag gets brought in. That was really incredible to yeah. see the, like, the depth of the countries that were there. Like... Trying to guess in what order they were doing it. Yeah, and they also had one of the things that I found the funniest was they got a robot, like they'd got Google Translate to do the voices for like the different languages. Even though there's definitely people there who could speak English, French and Spanish, <laughs> they got the, a computer to do the different country names and I felt kind of like I cringed a lot at that point. Um, But then it built up and it built up to like, there was a band, oh, the, <laughs> the, the recycled drummers. The recycled yeah. drummers. So funny. They were cool, they were. And like some of the stuff you would do it, they would do it and you're like, where do you even think of that? Like drumming upside down or like jumping from ladder to ladder and hitting the ladder. You're just like, what? And yeah. Bear Girls came. Bear Girls came to the speech. and He upsailed down the wrong way. <laughs> and then he couldn't take his harness off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that like Bear Girls, the, the, everyone rolls out Scout Bear Girls. That was funny. And he had made a good speech. And then, yeah, the recycled drummer people they were great they were funny and great like i found it hilarious because it was just like they must have been it felt like they were buying for time so it was like anything they could because because of what they were doing was just anything normal they were like so they were doing the obvious like banging on bins or whatever but then 
it was getting to the end. It was like, Bill, we need five more minutes. Bring out the ladders. Get yeah. the ladders out. We'll do something with the ladders. But they also did something with like... Um, blenders. Blenders, yeah. That was funny as well. Yeah, the blenders out. You can make this at home. And they made a song of blenders. And then they, like a, then they just had like a DJ, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, the DJ. Because it, cause they didn't sing or anything. It was like the DJ was doing like the other parts of it and they were drumming yeah. into it. And then everyone just went crazy. Then came like Ooh. the amazing bit at the end of the closing ceremony when they got the drones. Oh, that was at the opening ceremony as well, wasn't it? Yeah, the drones. That was cool. So everything was kind of a bit flat, like the the, the recycling drummers that either liked them. I loved it. Like I was like, I lost my voice after that opening ceremony. Me too. Like it had gone straight away. Um, yeah, you either yeah, you either loved the the um, drummers and like everyone found the other bits really like really cringy but funny, and then the drones came out and everyone lost their mind. They had like I think like three hundred drones, if not more, and they were like in a sequence, and they would like just they're flying sh- in formation, weren't they? Yeah, and they were like making like shapes and sentences, well not sentences, words and stuff in the sky. Oh, it was crazy. They made the world. Yeah, and when they made the beer, and the beer opened its the mouth, the beer opened its mouth and like, roared. Ah, oh, that I lost my mind. Ah, oh, mate, like we'll put some photos on Instagram if you want to see. But geez, it was crazy. Have you got photos of it? Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Because I've I got really I've got a video some. of it as well. Cool. That's really so cool. So we can even post the video up. But, mate. That moment was incredible. And then they did the scout sign, um, the world scout sign. And you could see that one or two drones are out of place. And then they're just trying to get back into the, the correct places because it was all um, computerised. Yeah, so you like, couldn't fly that by hand. No, so they were, they were following a programme. But obviously there was a couple that went rogue. So you could see the people, you couldn't see them, but you could like see it in a way that people are frantically on the computers typing in codes and stuff to get it back in the same place and it just didn't work yeah it's just like half a finger like not half a finger view like one point of a finger view in the middle of the finger funny but like just that number of people all stood together same thing like it was didn't feel like a like a, a concert or a festival did it like the vibe was totally different with with like the scouts there so interesting oh yeah you've got it with one with one over out of place Where's as well. out of place and then i've got the video as well which is four minutes long and i've got the canadian rockies and her in a tracky bottoms yeah nice because you were like sat right by them yeah they literally came down our aisle she, she's literally wearing tracky bottoms I'm, I'm watching it again that one of the funniest things that happened at, at the um at those ceremonies and i'm sure any of the unit leaders will, will quote to this they had like uh IST members, the Puma Patrol, trying to keep everyone um, behind a line on the floor so that they could keep emergency exits and emergency routes, which is fine. They're great. They did a great job of doing it. However, when there was mosh pits happening, <laughs> they didn't know what to do to do to respond to it. So one of the guys, I literally, uh, I literally turned around and stopped some du- uh, some Belgium scouts having a mosh pit into me. Just turned around and went, "Oi, stop it!" And they stopped straight away. Uh, Rover Patrol bloke doesn't even let everyone get back on behind the line after they've been pushed forward by this mess and just goes, oh, could everyone get behind behind, please? I'm like, oh, dude, don't worry. I'll sort out the uh, mosh pit. You sort out the line, right? We got, got this. I was just like that dry moment of like, come on, help each other out. I'll help you out if you help me out. Our neighbours were great. I got a free necklace from them. Free light up necklace. Nice. I, I, yeah, no, I got a, got a foot in the back. That's why I turned around and stopped it. And then we went back, going back to the camp, like campsite after that as well was incredible because it was just a mix of 
by the Welsh units joined up, didn't they? Well, I was in your unit joined up, and then they were having like a sing off with the Welsh national anthem with everyone else and drowned everyone else out. Yeah, and then they started their own little Welsh mosh pit where they saw both units, and they started, I was like, oh, you know what? They I'm were just gonna... jumping around. There's I was like, I'm just going to carry on walking, and then when they get back to camp, they get back to camp. <laughs> That's when you realised how far the walk back to camp was because it took like that did take over half an hour to forty minutes. Yeah, purely on the basis that you couldn't walk anywhere, you're stuck. No, because once we got to down out of the... Like, when we were crossing the dam, you could walk normally. Our guys were good at cutting through and squeaking their way out. But yeah, we made it all the way up, back up. And the next day, then they went off and did all the activities. Yeah, I did some activities that, that, that day off yeah, as well. Yeah, the day off, there were some activities. Like, like you did I do any activities that day? I don't remember. Might have done. I can't remember now. Activities, in my head, they kind of split up into, like, two different types it's like the adventurous activities and then like the thinking activities yeah i don't know i don't remember oh no i think we just went for walking we did this for villages and stuff kind of get your bearings yeah i think that's what we did on the first day and then after the opening ceremony yeah we went out went crazy i'm joking we didn't go crazy because there's like activities so there was lots of water activities so you could do anything from we did stand-up paddleboarding that's what we did supping stand-up paddleboarding team stand-up paddleboarding yeah we did that one Kayaking, where you could go on kayak trails, um, and all that kind of different kind of watery stuff. There was water reality, which was a water assault course. I did that as well. Not on the same day, but I did that as well. And it, uh, I don't know if I was a big fan of that. I'm not gonna lie. It was. Um, I've just realised the slug's gone off the off the patio doors. Oh, um, relief. Yeah, so you could do all those kind of different activities, which were really positive, really fun. Well, there was the so much to do. There was so much to do that. that was just, it was great. Like anyone could do anything. Like you could name it, and it was there in some shape or form. That I think it was hard to find some stuff. Like there was some stuff that there. It that was, was so big that it was. Yeah, hard that to was find. like sounded so interesting, but you, I just you just couldn't find it. Talk me through your water reality experience. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> like we went on the day. It was a quiet day. Second to last day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was second to last day. And there was like the water reality had a queue for so long, like it closed at like eleven because the queue was full. Like that's how busy the water reality got. And this day was quite quiet, so me and Dav went down. And he's been teams of four. We only had two, so we got paired up with two Holland people, so it's two Dutch people. We got paired up with, um, and like I'm not a, the keenest of swimmers. Like avoid it at all costs. Yeah. But I was really excited for this, and I was, it was really warm, and I was, like, buzzing for it. But they were, like, we were waiting by the water, like, sitting down with our feet in the water, ready to go. And they were, like, the Dutch guys are, like, you know, if you get it in under eight minutes, you get a badge. And I'm, like, and they clearly really wanted to get it a badge and get it under eight minutes. Like, they're having, a co- like, because it was more of them, they think they're having a competition, who could do the fastest? And I'm, like, mate, good luck with that. You're not going to win that with me. And then we jump in, and, like, a face full of water and I hate getting water in my eyes like despise it <laughs> and I'm like oh it's gonna be one of these and I did get over like a dinghy like they called it a twinkie it was just like a yellow inflatable wood uh, inflatable tube essentially. tube in the middle you had to get over it with no aid and like like after you are there for like a minute and a half try and then just let you pass it like I don't know how you meant to go over that like I think I was the only one that I not that we did that we could have chucked over it and the idea is you chuck one person over it somehow while you're floating in water. That person stops halfway to p- hold the dinghy 
steady so that other people can like help the other people over and then mm-hmm. it eventually you just pull the other person over so we didn't do it so we got to move over and then it was like you had to um climb into like a seesaw type thing but this is only two at a time so we let the uh, canadians it was like a, w-, a w shape wasn't it yeah so you climb over one bit and then you help the other one and then you jump over or you climb over the next and you pull the other one up and then it like seesaws over and you face the other side of the water mm-hmm. in a way so that was fine because you don't jump off that. You don't like get splashed in the water. You it just like kind of, lowers you into the yeah, water. Yeah, it lowers you and then you just come off and you go for a swim. And then you swim up to the iceberg, right? And you've got to climb up the iceberg. I found that was easy. I'm a climber, not a problem. I got up there really fast. Regretted doing that really quickly because I knew it at the top. And you had to slide slash jump down. Right, it's about as tall as like this ceiling here it's about a story it's, and a half wasn't it yeah yeah if not a bit taller it's just yeah it's taller than this and i've, I've obviously already told you that i'm not a big fan of water and yeah we had a, hel- a, a life jacket on and a helmet but i'm like mm, no and i just stood there like this is not i'm not happening and the dutch people are like oh come on come on come on hurry up hurry up and i've just stood there like i don't want to jump off like can i climb back down like <laughs> what can i do and then the life guards just looking at me like hold your hold your buoyancy aid and just slide down i'm like nope i'm not doing it I'm not doing it and the dav made it up to the top and i was like oh fuck so then i just i just went i just slid down screaming like i was scared shitless i'm not even gonna lie and um i got to the like it was it wasn't as scary as i think i made out of my head but like it's still pretty terrifying that's always the way though isn't it it's never quite as bad yeah as you i had water all up my nose and i didn't know like when it's like a stingy water mm-hmm. like you might apparently hold your nose but like i didn't or blow out as you hit the waters normally though yeah so that was horrible and then after that i have to like compose myself to carry on because by this time the dutch people had finished like they'd done yeah and i was like oh crap okay the rest was easy like you had to run across like a like a tube but that was i was fine i run i run across that and then you just swam then to the end i think that's all you had to do so nice. we got it in like six minutes in the end so it was good but the iceberg mate it wasn't for me scary scary then that's like just one of the activities so like the other things that people could do and lots of our guys really enjoyed doing was like scuba diving they got eight thousand people i did scuba diving eight thousand people through a day scuba diving scuba diving was so good fun such good fun i did scuba diving it was so weird though because like you have to like because it was in a pool it wasn't like in a, an ocean mm-hmm. like in a lake or anything yeah you had to force yourself to breathe through the tube rather than just, oh, stand, you could up just stand up and breathe yeah. and breathe so like it was re- like that i got it got really weird and like as i was breathing through this thing bubbles would obviously come up but then it would fog my glasses because i don't think it wasn't tight enough so that i couldn't see so then it, i'd have to end up standing up anyway mm. so but it was like yeah it was good fun it's like oh shit sorry you just oh, that really hurts my ears every time you smash it. Um, the the like the scuba diving four swimming pools, right? Yeah. And it like about fifteen people at a time in each swimming pool, isn't it? Fifty. Fifty people at a time in each pool. Oh my god, I keep hitting everything. Yeah, but like it's what they don't got a tell massive you. Blanket on. I know. What they don't tell you is before you go in, they soak you with freezing cold water. So, so the the water stays clean. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you had to have a, like a like the showers there were like torture. So you'd have a shower before like we also had uh, going for a shower at lunchtime was the best because it was super hot. It'd cool you down like two three o'clock was the best time for a shower. Yeah, exactly. When it was the heat of the day. Yeah, we went f- when we were doing ski diving. It was in the morning. So it was like eleven. We'd have a freezing cold shower. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. 
and then from there they soak you if you don't look like you've been in a shower and you're wet they just soak you with a hose yeah oh no it was not for me scuba diving itself was great the cold water not so good there was what else was there there was the long zip wires which neither of us did but the the guys went and tried to do but they had a little bit of problem that the uh, they hadn't tensioned the the zip wire lines before the jamboree which meant you had to be a certain weight uh like i wasn't even heavy enough to go on it not that i would have because i like i would have been barely just heavy enough the queue for them were was insane there was a the jamboree site held the longest collective amount of zip wires in the world yeah i.e there was six or seven zip wires that collectively made up the longest one it when it's not like the one in north wales where it's like is super long it's one of our, one of some of our kids went to went to the canopy where it was all zip wires and they had like a great time. They had so much fun. Yeah, because um, there was then, high ropes as well, wasn't there? Which is the canopy. Yeah, and then there was um. Then you had the the zip wire. That yeah, the, load of people tried like because some of our kids did do it, uh, like Emily did it, but she had like a special pass. On the first couple of days as well, like every they, they were they, they were going there at three o'clock in the morning. So by yeah. by the time it opened at nine or eight thirty, it was already closed because of the queues. Like and they just hadn't realised or got into their heads that someone needs to be there at three o'clock in the morning to say no, go away. Like this doesn't open till nine. Yeah, and it's kind of a bit of a weird one as well, isn't it? That the fact that um, it wasn't for most for those of you who don't know that most jamborees or most scout camps have a set program. You go to a set place at a set day and you do that kind of stuff. Like Mount Jack was. Like and like the rafting was. Like Mount Jack and like the rafting was that you're given a set time to go to it. But the rest of the activity zones at this jamboree were free, like free form. You could go whenever you wanted, um, which obviously has its positives. The young people could decide exactly what they wanted to do when they wanted to do it, apart from the queues. But it also means that the queuing area in each area is high, and I think people probably missed out on some activities as well because they went and yeah. Just but went then it also bits. works on the other side that for some people that are injured. Also, I can't do similar, like, yeah, for example, no, some of the our guys had had operations in their knees, so they couldn't go mountain biking, and they couldn't do this, this, and this. Like, the other, if that was their programme for the day, they wouldn't have been able to do anything. No, but normally they tie it in together. So, like, when I went up to the skateboarding, this is like a good example. We went up to skateboarding, um, and this is a full skate park, a, um, a, a X Games-sized skate park, which pretty impressive by itself but then there was also like a science of skateboarding activity as well so you could go and learn about why how skateboards are made why that the concave nuts is there all that kind of different things and that was really interesting so you could tie it around with lots of those yeah. activities but um yeah so this and that was that was a bit of a trek away like that was i think most people missed that because it was so out of the way but it was a really cool activity at its own you know? I think a lot of people missed a lot of things because they were so far away. But that's it. You make your jamborees what you make it, isn't yeah. it? You choose choose out your own experience. You want to go walking for an hour to get to somewhere and spend the day there, then do that. Like it was really cool though because they did it like really great progressions. If even if you hadn't ridden a skateboard before, they taught you how to push and how they taught you how to fall over, which obviously is like a massive, really important thing. They taught you how to push a skateboard, how to turn the skateboard, and then they taught that, that and that was like one area where it was completely flat. Then you progressed onto going onto ramps yeah and you weren't allowed to progress to the next area until you'd mastered that skill i thought that was really yeah, cool they, yeah they did that, that with biking and stuff as well isn't it you could do one track and if you did that in a way that you got to progress to the next track and if you didn't then i always have an opinion that activities like that for beginners can be quite dangerous and quite high accident prone prone activities but when i was at the skateboarding there was only one accident and it was really like someone just actually wasn't even on the skateboard they just walked over and twisted their ankle 
Like, <laughs> it was like, it, and it was really impressive to see how like, they dealt with it because there was support the whole way around because the jamboree itself was supported by um, the army medics, the National Guard army medics, and like it's a bit weird having the army on so close to you. But they were, it was so really. It was supported by a load of others as well, not just yeah, them. Yeah, not just them, but like they were providing like the first response cover kind of thing. Yeah. So they would go and pick people up, and then they would go back to scouts who had volunteered their time to be, uh, like doctors and nurses who were scouts who had volunteered their time to be doctors and nurses at the jamboree. And I thought that was really impressive, like yeah, the way they looked after everyone. They were, I know that um, one of mine fell over whilst they were mountain biking, cut his elbow, and the uh, the, the army guy had worked him out straight away. So Gethin had cut his elbow. Army bloke goes up to him and goes, here you go, princess, man up. Off you go. <laughs> that was exactly what Gethin needed. He's a t- tough cookie and he just needed a little bit of a tap to carry on. But yeah, the mountain biking was massive as well. So like everything was such a huge scale. They could go on miles and miles of mountain bike trails and just ride around and explore it and go from there. It was really cool. Everything was just bigger and better than you could have imagined. I can't remember if we talked about like the food situation. The shopping? Yeah. Shopping was really interesting. You did everything, all your shopping was done through an app. I thought the shopping was really cool. It was really, really cool. Um, So you had an app, you scanned it to go in, you got a number of points on the app per day. Which was so many points. Yeah, it was a really random number as well. It was like 3,333. Yeah. I don't know why. And like... That, and that was for three meals. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. But like, also everything else that you wanted. And I made a mistake one time, we went shopping, took some of the kids... And we were having a barbecue that day. I think it was, yeah. I think this was the day of the opening ceremony as well. Mm-hmm. So you're having a barbecue. You thought, right, quick and easy. They can take a burger with them. Won't be a problem. And we were scanning the stuff. Cause we, we we bought at like four o'clock every day for dinner, breakfast and lunch. Yeah. And that's how we did it. We didn't go back in the morning and stuff. We oh, did no. it that way. Ooh, yeah, we did too. We did a breakfast run, and a, uh, breakfast, lunch run and a dinner and dinner run yeah so we did one run like that and um we were going and we were scanning everything for breakfast and lunch and then we went to the freezer place fridge place to get the meat and stuff for uh dinner and all of a sudden we'd run out of points i was like what like how have we run out of points like we haven't got much more than we normally get like i'm confused but what happened is when they say feeds 40 it's not 40 burgers it's two per person oh you'd bought double of everything we bought double of everything so we'd go back and unscan everything that we didn't need and like it ended up like we did we um we had loads of points left so we just added some loads of stuff but what was really good is on my phone the app didn't work properly in a way mm-hmm. to begin with if i was only buying a couple of small things it wouldn't work so if i was only racking up like 500 points worth so like if we forgot something like i think we forgot ketchup and salt and stuff like that i'd run back in with someone and grab it and then when we went out to the cloak to the, the you everything gets scanned again on the way out they yeah. check everything well they didn't scan it again they just count the number yeah, of and then, and then they like take Costco. it off of your phone yeah and but that part wouldn't work on my phone right so they just deleted everything and i got to take it all for free <laughs> ridiculous we did like three times in a row and like not on purpose like just completely forgetting and it was the same guy that was dealing with us all the time and he's like just go just go you could see that it was like honestly stuff that we'd just forgotten and like at one time we're like oh should we scan it on another phone like we've got another phone should we do that and he's like no just don't worry about it so yeah well we we had an incident where we where you know you said about doubling up on food so so 
our guys went into the shop. We always let the young people go by themselves. It's, it's a massive learning curve for them, right? They get yeah, we did like, that. This is the first time we went. After that, we just we just sent yeah, them off like, on their own. Leader would go and like I'd just be outside, just chilling, waiting for them to come in, like just coming off set, asking questions if they needed to. Um, the guys went through. They went around buying all the shopping. On there, it gave you, as B said, the select like the suggested portion size. So it say like one packet, 40. one packet serves six people. Yeah. Right. So our guy, which means, but in your case, it meant two wraps because we did the same mistake. Yeah. We so, we no, actually so counted it, them. It, it was slightly different than that. Yeah, so, your mistake was bigger. So the the packets there was packets inside the boxes, right? But all the boxes at that point were sealed. So what the guys thought was, each packet, meaning a box, would serve six. So they got enough packet, enough boxes, to serve to serve that many. And the guys at the checkout didn't realise this and just assumed the same as them that they needed that many wraps. So we came out with almost two thousand wraps, and there's forty of us, and that was meant just to be for one meal. So instead of going back and taking it back, we decided we'll play the trade-up game. We'll see what we can get for our wraps. We got loads of random stuff. We got like we got squares. We got loads of snacks. It was like crazy that people went around and just. Were happy to swap for wraps, and it meant that the guys got to go and communicate with loads of different people. There was no wraps left in the shop because you take it Yeah, all. we had all the wraps. It was ridiculous the amount of wraps, and we had wraps for like four days solid, mm-hmm. like breakfast wraps, lunch wraps, dinner wraps, 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 a wrap inside a wrap, wrap, a mega wrap. However, my mum's like clearly taken on the wrap spirit because the other day we went around to their house for dinner. She made apple strudel in wraps. Like, did you notice that? That's what she did. That's yeah, what that yeah. was. But like we have pizza on wraps. Yeah, so it's not that crazy, but yeah, we had a massive wrap wrap fiasco and wrapped it up. <laughs> but the funny thing is, B, you still had enough points. We still had enough points to buy more, but uh, it's it's also time for us to wrap up. Yay! So it means there's going to be a jamboree part three. Crazy, 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 which is cool, and like I've enjoyed talking about it. So I'm in, hoping everyone's enjoying listening to it. Let's talk about the closing ceremony now. Closing ceremony. We've got a closing ceremony still to go. Uh, we've got the, which was the culture day crazy culture day which was pretty crazy as well um we've got canada and we've got washington our time in washington to talk about so it probably it might even go to four like i'm pretty surprised that i think we that, can get that all in one i think well i don't know I, either way it works quite nicely us talking about it i hope it's enjoyable to listen to i enjoyed listening to you describe some of your adventures at the jamboree i <laughs> know uh, genuinely um oh, on your cutie um, so that's going to be it from us today. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to follow us on our social media, share our podcast, get more people to listen. Makes us happy. It really does. I'm sorry for a yawn. You're but terrible. If I go You're wrapped a in a blanket. Without a yawn, then it's not a podcast. It's is it? not. Yeah. You all know it's not me sat here. So that's it from us. Uh, look forward to hearing from you soon. Peace. And love. Bye.